Hey everybody, we're going to join this episode in progress. Uh, we lost about five minutes of the recording when Max's dog, Waffles, inadvertently unplugged the recording device. I say inadvertently, but there is the possibility that Waffles is an AAW stan, a Davy Vega avatar on Twitter, if you will. Uh, unclear, but uh, may have been trying to prevent Max from completing the rant that we will now join in progress. Yeah, anyway, AAW just came in, they disrespected the space, they turned off the people who were interested in wrestling, and so I think that contributed to the fact that they were just looking to do different things with the space. I know that the person that ultimately made the decision that displaced us uh, was not very popular for what she did. Basically, the event hall was used uh, when it wasn't running live events for film production. There was ultimately something very special about film being shot there, film being edited there, and film being programmed there. It was an all-in-one house, you know? Yeah. And we were part of subsidizing that, I believe. <clears throat> Though some people may not want to, you know, yeah. They don't. They don't. They didn't like the fact that we were there. We we still contributed in in, in, we, in a way. We were revenue. We yeah. were strong revenue. We were. You know. Yeah. Anyway, AAW comes in, acts fucking stupid. Uh, was never really a fan of uh, just just their attitude. You know, they could have gone anywhere else. Um, but when they did come in, they weren't very respectful to the fact that we had to be there the next month. And in fact, the people that dealt with uh, AAW when we came in and ran our show, they were shocked at the um, the difference yeah. in terms of how we ran, how we behaved, and how quickly we were out. We didn't, you know, we, we just, we were respectful. Yeah. Well, and, and keep in mind, too, like, the first show was basically built around Albert. Yeah. Right? And, you know, the, the second show, he was, he was gone by that point. And none of... The, there was there was nothing left to be like, hey, we, we need to respect this place. Um, I'm not going to name names because I don't want to draw. I won't, don't want to attach the heat to them. But like, there are people that maybe the first time around were like, hey, don't be dumbasses. Weren't there the second time around, so it was just even worse. Yeah. Anyway, so we get wind. I think at this point that uh, they're going to be doing. Uh, they're going to be turning the event hall into cubicle spaces for uh, like a business. Yeah. The, the real shitty part of this is too, right? Is the ASF has donors, right? Yeah. That are, that are donors for arts to be done. Not yeah. for fucking, you know, the office, you know? Yeah. I mean, I can't really comment on that shit. Okay. But I, I know. I will make you, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's not my place. Yeah. I just, I just think that something that space was meant for something better. And I think yeah. the fact that the person that made that decision lost their job yeah. indicates that it was not a favored decision. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, we, we, we knew at that point that the sun was setting on uh, AFS Cinema as our home once again. And we were pretty bummed about it. Um, I will say that I think that the, the people that worked there were 
they loved having us there, I think. Yeah. Um, we tried to endear ourselves, right? I saw them having fun watching yeah. the shows, so yeah. it couldn't have been all bad. And it was definitely surreal. It's surreal to have, you know, the blue hairs up front, like, <laughs> coming out of, like, some bullshit movie. Not, you know, not to say that, it's, you know, the movies were bullshit. Just, like, you know, there's some movie going on, and then there's wrestling over here. And, it, you know, just the dichotomy of it, you know, that, that was represented was just interesting. Anyway, um, moving right along. This is one of our last shows there, and this is a banger event. I mean, aren't they all? But yeah. <laughs> this particular show is stacked. Yeah, well, this is this is a magical e- night. Ecstasy of gold. We always go all out. Yeah, we like, we yeah. always come out swinging with this. For all you know, it, it is essentially our season premiere. You know, <laughs> yeah. we uh, you know we we close out fade to black the season with fade to black, and we come back with ecstasy of gold. Um, and this really kind of leads to, um, like, like this was a wild year. Like, the oh, stuff yeah. we were able to do in this year coming up is extremely crazy when you look back at it. Definitely. Go, Holy Definitely. shit, right? Yeah. Um, so, I, mean, I think I'm just going to jump right into yeah, it. Yeah, let's um, go. So, the first match that we have, we talked a little bit about how we had, uh, I'm going to say, thunder in a bottle uh, <laughs> here. We had, we had, we had, uh, We'd kind of landed upon a great opportunity to um, kind of concoct another great tag team in the, in the lineage of controversy uh, by the name of Juicy Thunder, which was Cherry Ramones and Thunder Rosa, who uh, just won the Twin Dragon Connection tag titles at the last event. And we thought, what a hell of a way to start a show than to get people up and dancing immediately by doing a tag t- title uh, uh, match. And of course, we have. Juicy Thunder up against Gino and Massive. And Massive is actually returning from an ankle injury at this point. And it had been a while since people saw him. And so he yeah. got a pretty big pop, man. Yeah. People were really happy to see him. Um, and he, man, he he was he was lit up. We, got, we, we have to mention that Massive is, is no longer with us. Yeah. Um, not the company, but, you know, in... In general. In general. Yeah. He passed away uh, fairly recently. Yeah. Um, but this was uh this was a fun match. Yeah. And I mean it's kind of an understated team, but like Gino and Massive is a pretty cool team that we put together. Yeah. Like if you're really looking at it, when Gino started working for us, he was still relatively young in the business. Absolutely. He'd done stuff with Booker, but like he wasn't the Gino that's on fucking MLW today. No. Um and he he'll tell you like working with Massive helped him, you know, kind of find some of himself, right? And then Massive, um, Massive wasn't ready to be a singles guy at this point in his career. No. So they really helped each other a lot. Yeah, I mean, like, pairing him with a younger guy really alleviated a lot of what, you know, a, a lot of the pressure for yeah. Massive in terms of performing. You know, he could be the, the big guy that came in and cleaned house. And, of course, you know, Gino could do the same. Um, but it was it was uh, conceptually a great team. Um, this is a hell of a fun match. A year, a year in the making too, right? Because this uh, massive yeah. wins the uh, Battle of the Gates of Ecstasy, so he gets uh, whatever title shot he wants the next year. And it's a cool little like there's there's a real family type story to the, this whole thing with with Thunder Rosa, a uh, Cherry Chino, and Massive because yeah. it, it even ties back into the Matthew um, Palmer with stuff with Matthew Palmer, yeah. right? So um, 
it, there, there's this like warmness to the story that yeah. I really enjoyed. It's a feel good match, even though yeah. someone's got to lose. But yeah. it's, there's there's also a lot of dancing involved <laughs> in this particular segment. But like, it was like any good family outing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes, but yeah, it's a great it's a great match. Great, great feel-good opener that got people up and moving. Uh, following this, we get a chance to kind of spotlight some incoming talent, right? <laughs> a, a staple of Inspire Pro, right? Yeah. It, it, it's amazing. Like, um, somebody mentioned that, like, no one does a debuting talent match like Inspire does. And, Who like, said that? Um, uh, Matt. Oh, that's so kind of Yeah, me. yeah. Um, which is, you know... Really cool, right? But yeah. um, and he's such a critical guy. Yeah, it was it was uh, Matt Andrick, as um, longtime fan of Inspire. But yeah, he he mentioned you know we, there's been multiple times where we've had these matches where we've introduced some thrown you know debuting talent together, and yeah. it's my favorite thing in the world, right? Um, you know, if they're hosses, even better, right? But, yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, it, we always try to spotlight new people when you bring them in. There's yeah. no when you introduce somebody, you have to always introduce them contextually in a way that really makes them shine. You know, a lot of times you see newer guys are brought in and they're just automatically kind of like quashed. They're not yeah. really there. It's it, like the whole concept of you got to pay your dues, brother. Shit. Like, no, yeah. man, you got to bring people in strong. Otherwise, yeah. don't bring them in. What's the fucking point? You know? Yeah. Come in, come in standing and leave laying down. Yeah, you know? yeah. Anyway, yeah. Th- this is a singles match between Chandler Hopkins, who is a phenomenal talent, just athletic as hell, uh, and of course uh, Dmitry Alexandrov, who is uh, more on more hardcore leaning, big guy, um, just a ball of sunshine. In yeah. spite of the fact that in the ring he comes off as a total terror. Yeah, you know? came, came from um, you know trained in. Uh, up in Indianapolis. Right? Yeah. Um, so up in that area. Yeah. So, you know, trained up there is like kind of, you know, spreading his wings now that he's down in Texas. Um, and then you have Chandler Hopkins, who is a cowboy that does fucking shooting star presses. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, the, like, you know, you think of a cowboy wrestler, you're thinking of like Stan Hansen fucking chewing the chew. No, this motherfucker. No, no, he's more, more like a Chippendales cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker's yeah. doing shooting star and Phoenix presses and yeah. shit. So, yeah, yeah. Super uber athlete. But this, this is a great match where we got to really showcase two guys, bring them in. And, you know, obviously someone's got to come up short, right? But the one thing that I, I, I think I've learned and, and I try to uh, impress upon people uh, when we're doing a match where we don't we don't necessarily know it could go either way. Like you have to have a loser. <clears throat> if you're doing something like this, a debut, you can still look strong in defeat. I think that's one thing I learned yeah. from Gabe Sapolsky's early uh, Ring of Honor run is that you could have these big epic encounters and even though someone has to lose at the end of it and they have to lose cleanly you can still have a match that tells a story and elevates the other guy and this is one of those situations where Chandler come goes up but Dimitri doesn't walk away looking like a loser no. he still he still brought it and he still got to really shine in the match and uh, and this is just this was just a great introduction for both guys a lot of fun and this, of course, leads into a battle royal, which uh, which has at, at the, the center of it a pretty special uh, moment that that kind of harkens back to how we introduced Keith Lee. Yep. We kind of did something similar. The one thing that really made the AFS event room special was they had that big bay door. 
And yep. we we uh, we use that to introduce Keith. Keith, when he first came to the company, banged on the door and came in, lifted the gates, the light shone in, <laughs> bathing him in in this lustrous glow. And then of course he came to the ring, and we got to do something similar here again too. And this is a, this is a pretty fun battle royal. I mean, it's got a lot of uh, a lot of f- fun folks in it. It's got um. God, it's got Ryan Davidson, Ashton Jacobs, Baby D, Cam Colt, Dan the Man is in it, Jackson Stone, Joe Damaro, Kiefer's in it, Luigi yeah. Primo. Big debut. Yeah, Rachel Rose, Bruno De La Rosa. I think Rachel's debut here too. Yeah. Uh, Rachel, of course, who would go on to, you know, who was in a part of the who was a part of the cool at that point. Um, a lot of dramatic uh, uh, moments with people who are aligned with one another in this match yeah. but of course it is moonshine's entrance that yeah. that kind of really gets things moving and uh it boils down to uh moonshine and and uh ryan uh kind of going over the rope at the same time which i think uh, sends this into sudden death match yep it goes it goes into like well we've got these two guys who were the last men standing in the match they go over the rope at the same time. Refs decide sudden death. And so we go into basically what becomes a singles match, where it becomes uh, pin-oriented, I believe. And, um, of course, with this being, you know, Ryan's been tearing it up up in, uh, like, he was... A, oh, he, he was up in uh, Kansas City. He yeah. was at the... the when. MLW was, was, was up there. He was exclusive too. Yeah, to he, MLW, he had a contract he? with yeah. the uh, Kansas City branch. And then when that kind of dissolved, he, he he came back to Texas. Yeah, and he, I mean, he looked he looked like a million bucks. And he's been so he's been working TV, legit TV. They yeah. had uh, they had local TV up there, and not like cable access local TV. Like it was on a normal yeah. fucking. I, I actually saw it when I was up in Kansas City flipping yeah. through the channels. Motherfucker, like, motherfucker, holy yeah. Fuck. Motherfucker has traps for days. <laughs> he's just he just looks like insane and of course he's just he he everything that he delivers just looks like a million bucks. Yeah. And so we're excited he, to have Ryan. He's got home. that and he has that stone cold Steve at Austin like ass kicker allure to him. Yeah. You know? And and of course I think we recently saw uh uh, him on uh, AEW Dark. Yeah, he just he just yeah. recently got a couple dark matches. He's under the, he's under uh, Ryan Mantel, I believe. Yeah. Here we call him Moonshine Man- Man- Mantel or Ryan Mantel. It's kind of ambiguous, but um, we were very happy to have him back, and we had some really good ideas coming up for him. But uh, yeah, this was a, a really big way to bring him back. Well, and let's just say it, like. Moonshine Mantel and Ryan Davidson is very much abyss match too. It right is there. it is a bit abyss match. Yeah. Um. And I think we were about to have Ryan go off again somewhere, yeah. which was why Ryan doesn't go over <laughs> does, here. Does the favor? Like, yeah, he does the favor here. So we had kind of paved the way. Uh, we we'd had Tim hand Ryan the torch, but then Ryan was not going to be available. Yeah. So it's just one of those things that happens, you know. We, we passed the torch right back off. Here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, a lot of fun, uh, and of course. Ryan's back, and I think we're all happy about that at this point. Um, and, of course, this brings us to the Inspire Pro title match, uh, where, you know, T-Ray yes. is uh, getting his getting his opportunity to go up against Zach. And the psychology here, of course, you know, Zach is a little, uh, little smaller than your average guy. Um, and T-Ray basically just punishes him a bit. And this is kind of like the psychology of the Zach-Taylor match, is Zach is gravely underestimated, and then... 
all of a sudden bounces back and just snags his win. Of course, this is a great match. This yeah. was this exceeded my expectation for this match. But again, T-Ray just continues to shine. Even if he's going under, he still manages to just deliver a performance that's captivating. He's incredibly athletic for his size. Um, and uh, this, this, this clicked for me. This is another one of those two guys from the same school. You yeah. Know? And, and you always... There's always like a little something special on those, you know, you, you don't sometimes we don't think about it when we match those guys up and we don't put it together. But then like they go out there and the chemistry is just fucking phenomenal. And you're like, oh, fucking hell. That's right. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, and this is uh, this is another at least for me, like another fold of another layer of the oh, shit, this T-Ray guy. There's something here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is just this continuing on the T-Ray trajectory. He is now like a heavy staple of our company, and <clears throat> we'll be back in a major way once we're once again running shows. Um, this brings us to the Inspire Pro title number one contendership four-way match. Yeah. Uh, and this is, looking at this, this was a match that made me really happy. So here we have Jay Sirius uh, going up against Terrell Tempo with Ethan Price, escorted by Roxy Castillo and uh, Andy Dalton. And, of course, Tempo is escorted by Dan the Man and Maxwell Jacob Friedman as they are stablemates. And um, at this point, we have some interesting stuff that we started to plan where Ethan was going to be courted by MJF. There was this, this idea that we were going to start to have MJF try and sway Ethan over to the dark side. We were going to start actually having him come out with a Brayberry-like uh, scarf. <clears throat> and we were building toward doing some stuff with Ethan and MJF that didn't pan out because MJF was, of course, bound somewhere else. You know, things, <laughs> again, sign a contract. <laughs> as things are wont to do, you know, plans change. Yeah. But... This is where we started to kind of plant the seeds of uh, young, impressionable, impressionable Ethan being courted by the dark side. Uh, but of course, there's always the ulterior motive uh, in the mind of the heel. And of course, Tempo's there, but he's, you know, yeah, he's he's at odds at this point with his guys. Well, Dan, you know? Dan screwed him out of his rematch clause last show basically yeah. yeah and here he is he's still getting an opportunity to go after the title but like he's really not a priority yeah um and of course we start to do some fun stuff with uh with uh jay serious here we start to see him kind of mjf is, yeah. is a heat magnet right and and what better way to get a guy who is universally hated uh beforehand a little bit of, uh, you know, like face, face feels than having him kind of go after verbally the guy that everybody hates more than him. Yeah. So that's what we start to do here. We start to kind of test the waters here with, uh, turning, uh, Jay serious face again. He had one, at one point been the most popular wrestler in our company very yeah. early on. And then of course he became just fucking reviled when he kicked that child. <laughs> um, I mean, Joe, Jojo didn't want to be a, a heel. He didn't. Yeah. But when he tested it, my God, he just took off like a bolt. I mean, he yeah. he's good at it, you know. Um, but here we have, uh, you know, Jay Sirius start to verbally spar with uh, Friedman and the crowd is eating it up. Yeah. Like we're testing the waters and it is what we want well, it to be. They're on the hook at this point. They're yeah. ready to see Jay Sirius 
just fucking kick MJF's ass. Right. That's what they want. You know, like it's it's working basically. Um, but yeah, this is this is a great match. Jay Sirius uh, actually over on everybody becomes the number one contender to the Inspire Pro, you know, yeah. championship. Um, and yeah, man, it we're we're setting the stage for things. Yeah, and I mean, this right here is uh, this is classic Inspire, right? You yeah. have a bunch of different stuff intertwined. Uh, intertwined. 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 Bis. Twined. Twined. I'm southern as fuck. Yeah, man, you are. You know? Um, the the really the really cool thing here is uh, Ethan Price's performance. It, as a wrestler in this was was really good because he really it, he really fought this man he really didn't want to do this angle with MJF I remember this was like you know I like him but man he started to kind of exhibit some difficult tendencies not just rolling with stuff because he didn't really ultimately see I don't know he was uncomfortable with it yeah but I mean think about where he was at this, this yeah. moment and the names he's <clears throat> in there with like, yeah. You know, this was, he, he stepped up inside the ring. I didn't really necessarily think that he appreciated where he was at this point in time. but And, and <laughs> yeah. also, just the idea of Ethan becoming mini-MJF was so golden, but but it was supposed to lead... The, the, the arc that I had in mind was supposed to be him being tempted, kind of like Luke and Vader, and then, you know, basically Ethan going, no, fuck this, and going after MJF. I really wanted to do a main event with Ethan and MJF and then Ethan going over. Yeah. That was really ultimately the plan. Yeah. I just didn't get it. Yeah. And, of course, it just at this point, some, uh, some of the super, super academia guys are kind of pushing back on stuff. I didn't really understand why. It, it's like you, you go anywhere and do whatever. You, you know, in this yeah. company, this is what we're doing, you know? There wasn't enough runway. No, not a lot of faith in my ability to steer the ship. I didn't really, at this point, it's like, how many fucking, when do I get my due? You know, this is me struggling with a new class of people coming (laughs) in as opposed to like Albert. Albert at that point had kind of given me my due, right? Max versus Albert, the new class. Yeah, basically. (laughs) It's not, yeah, it's, yeah. The next generation. (laughs) Um, So this, this leads us into um, a three-way match, which. You know, Jenna Lynn came in uh, House of Fire, really got over on the first matches she was in. She's great. She was she's incredibly young. She's like what? She's eighteen at this point. This was the weird thing. To, I say weird, because, but it was really touching. Like this was somebody that like when they got into wrestling, their goal was to come to Inspire, which yeah. blew my fucking mind. Yeah. This, this was the one where I was like, oh fuck, you know, like this is a thing you know yeah she and she just she has a natural gift she is very new into the business but um was a diligent worker and she had something special she had something special in the way that i I thought um delilah had something special yes yeah yeah there was something there was something very plucky about her but she was you know she she got over very quickly um we had another opportunity of course to put shotzi uh in a match here um and of course, Angel Blue, who is, yeah, this this unfortunately is her last match. Like, uh-huh. um, she injured her neck very very badly in this match that I didn't know about. In this match? In this match? I had no idea. I didn't either. Um, I found out um, months later that it was in this match. Um, 
I heard so, it was somewhere else, but yeah, I, I think well, I think it it um I think if anything it was something that built up over. I don't think that it was this match. I think maybe something happened in this match, but I know that she she had been doing some really crazy shit at yeah. the other company, yeah. and I think maybe this well, exacerbated I, it. But I, I'm not gonna you know. And I, I knew know. I knew that she she was hurting in the match before, but I I believe this ends up being one of her last. You didn't matches you didn't know to what extent I'm I'm presuming. Yeah, but no, I, not at I all. didn't I didn't know yeah. either. And but it, it wasn't. I mean, let's let's. Let's be clear. Like it wasn't like she had to be, you know, carted out or anything, no. right? She was just, you know, we didn't realize. I think this how was. Hurt she I think was, this right? was the end of the road yeah. after a lot of grinding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and she was doing some crazy stuff over at ACW. Yeah. I know that for a fact because I saw I saw videos. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, Jenna, Jenna goes over, and this is a big win for her because yeah. we really see an opportunity to build Jenna into, you know, the next, you know. The next big, you know, female title toting uh, character in the company. Yeah. We had we had big plans for yeah. her at this point, um, and of course, uh, you know, it's hard to say where we're going to come back to what we're going to come into because yeah. uh, the landscape has changed and she, changed so tremendously. Yeah, you know? and I think Jenna's also someone that's kind of kind of shut down during the pandemic. For, has she? Yeah, she. Um, she has not been uh, working during the pandemic, oh, so okay. so um, yeah, I, I hope that she plans on coming back. I hope that you know that's what yeah. she's working towards because she she's had, just definitely being, had a talent. Just for being it. safe, right? You, now. you never know what. Uh, I haven't talked to her personally, but you never certain people, right? If you live with someone with immune issues, you have to fucking be, be careful very that. careful, and you never know, right? I'm not going to come prying to to find out, but yeah, yeah. Well, I hope we see her again. Um, I love yeah. her. I love her energy. And I love her spirit. Um, and this brings us to a uh, uh, undefinable uh, contendership match, and this is a really important match, just in terms of storyline, yeah. but also in terms of revisiting history. In fact, there was a uh, like a sixty-four gauntlet match, which had come down to Cody and Stevo. Yep. And so this is kind of a, once again doing one of those things that we love to do, where we get to play on. Uh, previous history and of course the last time steve-o and cody saw one another steve-o went up but you know there was just kind of that moment like we're gonna see each other again down the yeah. road you know and these guys have tremendous chemistry together they i i think too like if you were looking at this match when we were here right yeah cody's had some big wins like uh -huh. the, the lawless darkness but steve's at that level where like you think this is Steve's match, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So this is one of those fun things too, where the result kind of like, no, like yeah, it's well, not what you think. Yeah. But however, yeah. Cody's also coming off that lawless darkness yeah. win. And this is where we start to see how his ability to flaunt things, to kind of circumvent the rules mm -hmm. really comes into play, play. And you see how, uh, this really affects Cody's character. He's having trouble putting Steve away. Yep. You know, this is a legitimate match and you don't really see him leaning on it, but then there comes that point where Cody gets frustrated yep. and that's when it kicks in. And that's the beauty of this, this, this rule, this stipulation that, that, you know, that that's in place. It tells a great story and you see Cody start to go in a weird direction. However, the interesting thing here is that when Cody does it, when Cody, like, you know, kind of takes an opportunity and takes advantage of the situation, he doesn't really get the crowd doesn't really react no. how I thought they would. Yeah. Um, they kind of they don't they don't boo him. 
There's, no, 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 not not here. No, yeah, I mean, and it's so it's very subtle too. Yeah, it's very subtle. It's it's you know towards the end, like you said, like the frustration builds up and builds up. You can't put them away, and you know it's just a, a real quick, you know, sh- you know, crotches him on the rope. You know, yeah, but uh, he, <laughs> there's there's something growing in young Cody. Yeah, you know, but you don't want it to be like right in your face right yeah, at the yeah, onset. Yeah. But it, it really you see you see it start to. I, there are some people who were like, "Why Cody?" But everybody else was like, "Fuck yeah!" yeah. I think there was there was also something kind of growing where people were kind of starting to want to boo Steve. It's yeah. weird. It's, so, it's it's a weird thing. I think the the crowd has an ebb and a flow to keep, it. Keep in mind too, we're, this is year is this year six or seven. It's been six years of, of Steve being the baby face. Yeah. The white meat fucking baby face. Yeah, you know, and, and I think I think sometimes it's it, it's a it's a it's a good way of just revitalizing some yeah. someone, you know. Uh Steve is Steve has always kind of been this guy who sometimes walks the line. I mean, but he's always been kind of righteous yeah. as well. He always has a point. So he's kind of at times teased heel yeah. tendencies. We flirted with it. We right? have flirted yeah. with the, it. The Matthew Palmer feud, definitely, yeah. right? But we, you know, we saw we saw this reaction, or at least I saw this reaction, and I saw there's something here that we can kind of yeah we can kind of fuck with. Um, but yeah, man, uh, this this was a great match. This is what I wanted it to be. Revisiting history, Cody up after their encounter a while ago, and we're starting to see a darkness develop. Anyway, so up next, <laughs> we have MJF, the pure prestige champion, with Dan the Man going up against ya boy. <laughs> so this was originally supposed to be uh, MJF and uh, PCO. Yeah. You you were going to get MJF versus fucking Frankenstein, man. Yeah, but uh, uh, he got signed to Ring of Honor. Yeah, the, the weirdest, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we see the announcement, it's like, Hey man, so you're not gonna make the show? Yeah, it's a really good opportunity for me. It's gonna change my life. Fuck yeah! Congratulations, that's awesome. What the fuck do we do now, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, obviously, like PCO, just to be like part of that ride was really cool. Oh yeah. Um, so <laughs> we're definitely happy for him. But then there's a, like this this oh, gaping oh, hole oh, in the fuck, car, like, like yeah, that's the main attraction. So, um. Nick Gage had um, the same event I saw PCO on. I saw Nick Gage, and Nick Gage just has this unreal connection to the fans. There's also something. Um, I mean, he really radiates a legitimate uh, yeah. sense of dangerousness. Yeah. I mean, he has. He does have a thug pedigree <laughs> to an extent, which you know, yeah. I think has. I think bolsters his character. Definitely, man. You know? I mean, so. this is a guy that that fucking died in a helicopter ride from a fucking death match, right? Like, yeah. Dude, legit was dead for like fucking however long, right? Yeah. Um. <laughs> right, like, like, and like, it's that cool. This is this is what I love about right? it's it's that fucking Nick Gage, it's that Eddie Kingston, it's that New Jack, that like. That fucking genuineness, you know? Yeah. Um, where you're not quite sure, you know? Like, there's just something f- that, to me, at least, that makes wrestling fun. Like, and, and like, the weird, the David Arquette shit, like, whatever happened there, you know? Yeah. Happened. But, like, it just adds to it. There's, like, this weird, like, I'm going to drop a name. Get ready for this big, heavy name to drop down. So, Paul London told me one time, he was like, wrestling should never be safe. 
Like not not like the move shouldn't be safe, but you shouldn't be sitting in the in the the fucking chair going everything's going to be a-okay sunshine and rainbows right when it's a little like punk rock when it's a little bit gg allen and you're not quite sure what the fuck's going to happen right right like there's something fun about that it's fucking the element of yeah. anything anything could happen or you might you're like right on the front line of 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 the war you know you were gonna feel bullets whizzing by your head <laughs> that that no i mean that's i think yeah. that's why that's why people do it it's why people go on roller coasters it's why people go see horror films absolutely you know they, they want that kind of uh that sense of excitement you, you want to get right up to that edge of like, holy fuck, was this a bad decision? You know, like, like, um, and and I think Nikki like brings that in in spades, man. I I, I love it to death. And this this is Nick Nikki's uh, coarseness is is just such a great uh, counterpoint to uh, MJF's prissiness. I yes. mean, he is, you know, like we, you know, it just this is just this is just kind of a, a perfect. Uh, set up here yeah um but yeah this is a this is a match that i think i i didn't know i wanted to see but i got it, it um and it has kind of an explosive conclusion <laughs> so remember that hook we had <laughs> yeah yeah um this is really cool this is this is i love watching crowds i mm-hmm. love watching crowds react and this moment i'm gonna set it up and i'm, yeah, I'm gonna let you explain it but uh, this moment. No, was I, want, I want give the you, inch, you do the enchilada, yeah. do the whole thing. Oh man! Because like I, this yep. was my idea. Yeah. And I gotta say that uh, I, when I pitched it, it was one of those things where I was fully anticipating the involved parties to go. This is fucking stupid. Oh. But when they I they all fucking when jumped I, on. Yeah. When I pitched it, when I pitched the whole thing, like because it was basically like this, like one card arc, like yeah. where this one thing plays out over the whole the whole entirety of the card and i pitched it and the people involved generally they shoot down a lot of the shit that i pitch and go why don't we do this instead yeah. uh, but this was one of these one of these instances where the the people involved went oh the the you're breaking you're gonna break everybody's yeah. fucking heart and we and we fucking did yeah and so, it was beautiful yeah, so, it was so good so jojo has has had this tension with mjf maybe two or three shows right yeah and uh, the crowds just people to want be, to see Jojo. Jojo is the kill champion. him. Yeah, he is telling MJF what's up. MJF can't fucking handle Jojo telling him what's up. They fucking love it. So the main events there, and it's MJF and it's fucking Nick Nick Gage, fucking clawing and ripping at each other. It's it may be a fucking crime scene, um, and it gets to the end, and MJF starts to be a motherfucker. So, a little bit of backstory. So we needed a kendo stick, right? And um, I, I, when I ordered the kendo stick, I ordered like eight of them on accident. Yes. So we had a surplus of fucking kendo sticks for a while. Um, but so anyway, that's the reason Jojo <laughs> pulling the curtain back. Jojo comes out with the fucking with the kendo stick, right? And um. It you know everyone knows he's gonna fucking even the odds he's gonna fucking crack fucking MJF right between the skull and 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 fucking MJF's gonna get his comeuppance and he he rears back and knocks the fuck out of Nick Gage like it's awesome because and like the crowd we ripped their fucking hearts out man like um you can see just that that deflation right yeah because you know now mjf's covering and you got dan the man doing dan the man stuff and fucking mjf being mjf 
And now, you know, JoJo. And fucking JoJo, JoJo and MJF. Just big hug. Big fucking hug. Yeah. Um, and people were just like, oh. <laughs> like, just the, the audible heartbreak of people who, you know, people were ready to love JoJo yeah. again. They really were ready to love the littlest sumo again. <laughs> and we fucking took them to the mountain yeah. and then just Pushed him off a I, fucking cliff. I got bad news, folks. Yeah. JoJo's dead. And there yeah. ain't no fucking sumo no. left. Like, no, man. It was great. It was a great moment. And just the, the, it was, everybody was, it was like one of those moments that you can only hope to create that gets the audience so fucking mad. Yeah. It was so good. So good. I, like, I love those shows. This is fucked up to say, but I'm going to say that out loud. I love the shows where the, the audience storms out because they're so pissed. Yeah. If this was the last match, I think we would have got that. Oh, yeah. I think people would have been like, ah, yeah. fuck. But it wasn't fuck. the last match. No. We have a very important match to yes. get to. Yes. Yes, we do. Yeah, um, yeah man. So this is this is an, a really important match in, in our history. Um, and uh, this match didn't necessarily need... To happen, but we needed to do this this Nikki match with yeah. you know MJF. Uh, there's a sense that MJF is stalling. Um, Ricky does some shit here that kind of pisses me off. Leading into the match, he acts like you know the company is stringing him along and kind of makes us seem heelish. Uh, but that you know that wasn't the case. We were yeah. just like we were just like trying to build up anticipation yeah. leading into uh, Ricky and MJF. I, you know what? Fuck them. <laughs> There's not a motherfucker out there that can out babyface me. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, like, that's true. Like, you put whatever fucking heat you want on this, the quote-unquote authority figure, I'm going to out babyface you in the end. Fuck off. But I don't care, man. Yeah. I, I just, I hate, I I feel like there, there was a tendency uh, amongst certain people to try and yeah. heal on us, and it's like, or like, make us look like heels. Like, like, no, man. I've, I've always found, like, the way around, like, I've always tried to be, ext- even when I'm, I have to, it's a work because it's part of the story. I try to be as genuine and honest as I can in anything that I do. Right. <clears throat> with the crowd, because yeah. my relationship with the crowd and my, re- me, when I'm in the rings, cutting a promo, it's not just me. That's me, Max and whoever else is, is working the, the company yeah. right now. Like I have, I'm presenting that. Right. <clears throat> so, that, that's why I'm, I'm always as honest and genuine as I can, because you, you, go ahead, say whatever the fuck you want. I'm going to fucking. But I'm there's also, there's also just like something about like, like trying to like you're a great figurehead because there's something Santa like about you. Yeah. You know, you can't be, you can't be fucking mean no, to Santa Claus. No one, no one can you know? fucking. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't out baby face. No, me, right? like you're the guy that brings the presents, yeah. man. So, um, anyway, yeah, we have, we have, uh, a phenomenal main event here where I think there were just moments where I just had pure chills and we have Ricky, yeah. Ricky Starks, uh, defeating ACH. ACH at this point is kind of doing his farewell tour. And this is really kind of his last stop. Yeah, this is the last match in Texas. Yeah. This is the last match in Texas before he goes off to, uh, NXT. Yeah. Um, things but, will not go well. Things will not <laughs> This is not the last we'll see of ACH. Let's just say that. Um, what? A wrestling retirement? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So this, I mean, what can you say about this match? This just, is, this is a, this is another, this is, again, Ricky on just this yeah. phenomenal fucking tear. And this is insane. I'm going to say it again. What the fuck took anybody this long to get on Ricky Starks? You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Like, like, what the fuck were you doing? And and that's the thing. The most one of the most important things about this company existing is we really wanted to help elevate talent. And a big part of that is creating media that looks yeah. good and that has good context in terms of like people can wrestle whatever, okay. But good wrestling is typically brought out of people when the context is right. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of the stuff that we did with Ricky uh, during this whole this whole period, it was really good because the crowd was hot. The crowd was invested in it. The yeah. crowd d- definitely. I mean, we just got through a year of watching a lot of professional wrestling that didn't really have crowds, not like yeah. live crowds. And the crowd really does make the show. It makes the art. It is It is like the amniotic fluid around the fucking egg. You know, it's like it, it matters. Bro, people are legit, legit promoting, hey, there'll be a live crowd as a draw yeah. to the show. Like... Like, come, come on, man. You've got to have. Yeah. I think, and it's, I'm, you're going to get me off on a tangent. I don't know how we're doing on time. We're but, good. Um, it's so important and a major reason why we we didn't come back without a crowd. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, wrestling without a crowd, it, it, and. It doesn't feel right. It, it's not wrestling. Like, even, even AEW, right? They They figured it out. By putting a crowd, you know, like there wasn't a huge audience, but the shot that you saw, you saw people reacting and interacting with the wrestlers because that's wrestling. Wrestling's an interactive experience. Um, It is a social ritual. You can't can't have it without the crowd. It's just silly. No. And, you know, so my point, though, is that these matches that Ricky's having here, no doubt Ricky's great. He's 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 talented, but I think that this strand of pearls that he kind of had uh, within this this stretch of time, the context of the of of everything that he did here really heightened the crowd. The crowd ate it up. The crowd was a huge part of why these matches were so fucking huge feeling. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, this is this this match feels so special because it was special and it was really like these two guys who were. I feel like brothers, no matter what, yeah. no matter what odds occur. Yeah. These guys came up together. They love each other. They fed off each other. And uh, yeah, Albert is about to say goodbye to Texas. And so this has a really big feel to it. And the yeah. crowd, the I mean, Albert, you know, Ricky goes over. Yeah. And it's Albert really passing the torch here. And AC, Albert gets up, you know, and he gives a big speech, you know, um, I mean, he and I had our journey yeah. <laughs> up and down, and you know, I think we embraced it on the on this particular occasion. But you know, you know, people were excited to see him going off onto yeah. onto a new chapter. That of course didn't really end like. Yeah, well, we don't at this point. There, it's all hope, right? Yeah, it's all hope and, and goodwill and rainbows and sunshine. Um, but the, this is also what independent wrestling is all about. Yeah, right. Like this is what it's all about. Like, yeah, you. This is the guy you got to see, you know. I mean, for for our journey, he he started off in the main event and was a big part of the cards, right? But these fans saw him from the very bottom work his way up, right? Yeah. They they saw him throughout the years with us against all these names carrying Texas on his back, right? Yeah. Um the baby the baby bird is strong and leaving the nest. And this it's you know? it's a celebration because 
that's the whole goal. Is yeah, and, there, and there's a, there's certainly a, a symbiotic relationship between the crowd and 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 the and the performer where there's a sense of ownership. Yeah, like he he was very much theirs. They loved him. They were invested in him, and they you know they feel like they're part of that journey. Yeah. Like they're 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 there at the ground level. Yeah, you, know? you talk about working at Beerland and being an, an incubator club, right? Yeah, and and like I I think the fans that would see bands at your club and then see them become bigger, right? The, the whole thing is now you go, oh, man, you think you're a fan? Fuck you. Yeah. I watched him from the very beginning. Yeah. You know? And that's the that's the fucking, that's the cool thing about independent wrestling. Yeah. Like, you can see these guys fucking grind and, and, and make themselves into something and then come up. I mean, look at the names on the fucking card that we've gone over, right? That's the fucking magic to it. That's, yeah. That's, that's the fucking, that's the whole thing. Like, why... Why do we fucking bleach the fucking floors, right? Why do we fucking like? Why do we, we bust? Why do we bust our ass? To, why do we bust our ass and 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 go into debt to create? Yeah. Like, I mean, like I I mentioned, a big part of the reason why this company existed was because we saw people who had just superlative talent, and we wanted to make sure that they had the proper platform to be seen. And that's why, like, really the media and the media production of, like, what we do is such a huge part of it. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it is a pleasure to be able to go back and look at the way that these matches are filmed thanks to guys like Eric Wood, yeah. you know, who, who does, uh, and, and the guys at Heel Face, yeah. and the guys at I Shoot Wrestling, who are doing such a great job at documenting not only what what are they what they're doing it's it's got historical value in terms of documenting this art form um but just being able to like present this match with a bow on it yeah. to somebody on another echelon um that's important yeah Pe- it- people get to look people get to look i mean you know, whenever I heard like William Regal was looking at fucking Sammy matches in our company, that <laughs> yeah. was like huge yeah. to me. You know, and, and it's not through a goddamn fucking security cam that no. has the fucking lens full of water. You know, like no, no, it. it you know, yeah. No. God bless Eric Wood. And I mean, the cool. I, I don't know if you've noticed, but the cool thing now is like there's people that are like, I want to, I want to come help out, inspire because I want to get into production. Yeah, you know, like that's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool when you think about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, wrestling is a bunch of moving pieces. It's very yeah. much like making a film, you know. Yeah. It's, there's lots of moving moving parts that overall contribute to the, and you know, the, the whole ball of wax. But yeah, man, this was a, a landmark match uh, at this point in time. It was an incredible main event. And uh, yeah, farewell ACH at this point, yeah. right? Yeah. Anyway, uh... We'll be back next week with another edition of Inspire AD. Once again, if you have any questions, hit me up at max.dropout at gmail.com. In the meantime, have fun watching good pro wrestling.